The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bang. Hey, friend old Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, taped live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, and available wherever you get your favorite podcast from. In the audio realm, if you're listening to us there, leave us a rating, review, or a comment. If you're watching us on YouTube, hey, man, free and easy way to help support Going In Raw, smash that like button, but do it an odd number of times. One is totally great. And yeah. uh, let's try to get this episode up to 600 likes, man. What do you say? By, yeah, by the way, one is an odd number. Uh, yeah, that's why I said, I mean, if you know, if if some people don't know the difference between evens and odds, billion is and million is, then just one time is good. One's fine. Yeah, one is good. If they're like, well, what if I want to smash it seven times? I That's know fine. it's an odd number. Odd number. Not everybody will know that. I don't know. All right. I'm not going right. to think that they all are math, math whizzes. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, so uh, we had a couple news briefs today talking about the seismic shift in the wrestling landscape. Of course, WWE. Yeah, something else, man. Massive amounts of. So we're still sort of reeling from that. I mean, granted. Yeah. It's not like we got laid off, but man, it you know it hit close to home. Uh, you know we we've both experienced uh, together being laid off, and uh, it's it's not fun. And so you know our hearts go out to all the people there that, that definitely have, definitely that, yeah, definitely especially at this off. time where 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 work is is seemingly hard to come by. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you're looking for it, so yeah, uh, yeah hopefully. Everybody lands on their feet. Uh, that being said, there was an episode of AEW and NXT. Our NXT review will be shot live tomorrow on the Twitch, usually around noonish or so. Well, actually, it'll be today, at least if you're watching this in the VOD, because this is going up first thing tomorrow morning. Oh, that's Otherwise, a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No notification for yeah. our, our YouTube viewers. So, so yeah, Thursday later on today, we'll be shooting it live on Twitch, and that'll go up uh, immediately after on the YouTubes. Uh, but uh, for right now, we're going to tackle AEW, which uh, the feature attraction of which was one Gian Moxley taking on Jake Hager in a really long uh, slog. Let's call it what it was. It was a slog. Yeah, I'm dude. Here's the, the funny thing about this match is that I think that this would have been a slog regardless if there were people there or not. I don't think this is one of those matches necessarily, given that we're an empty arena era. Um, that was uh, uh, hindered or or would have been enhanced. No, it was too long. It was if, too long. It was too slow. I was like surprised. I'm pretty sure I looked at my phone, and it was like five till the half hour. It was like six twenty-five. Yeah. I think yeah, when the it, entrances started. A ton of time. 
this was a really long match. And dude, here's the thing. I don't want to take away from the efforts of the participants. I really don't. No, obviously, obviously not, no. But like these matches don't really and I think they did actually a really good job. We knew, you know, going there's there's nothing they could have done to convince us that Hager had any shot of winning this. You got that right. At all. That being Zero. said, they did what they could in the weeks leading up to this match to treat it like a big fight. And that was oh, sort yeah. of emphasis on fight because they talked to a ton of like Bellator people. Yeah. And uh yeah. and so, you know, not to take away from anything, but I saw this endlessly, like not on Twitter, but also in our chat here, just in Twitch uh, as we were getting ready. This was a slog of a match and it kind of didn't really resonate, perhaps. Like it started out kind of technical, which I was like, okay, I can get into this if they're going to do some map based stuff. Because um, it, it was moving at least. And then as it got oddly outside of the ring, it got more boring. They were there forever, huh? Yeah, not really doing much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like when Mox gets outside the ring so far in AEW, he's raised, he has a pretty high standard, the Kenny match. Um, You know, you know, and I'm not going to put the the blame on Jake Hager. I'm not going to say that uh, I expect anybody to be into doing the stuff that Mox and Kenny did. And they can't put on that kind of match on TV. They can't do that. Um, And the, like the story going into it was essentially Mox has been training MMA to prepare, prepare for Hager. Hager's undefeated. And so uh, Hager essentially just going to beat the hell out of him. And eventually, once Mox gets his hand on the chair, uh, he'll get the upper hand and get the win kind of out of nowhere. You know, he's, get his, he's, you know, got beat up pretty much the entire time. Um, but in a lot of instances, Mox was like, you know, uh, uh, especially in the beginning, handling the, 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 the ground-based stuff pretty well. There's this one that yeah. one spot where where Hager tried to do something and, and Mox just really fluidly reverses it into a, a hammerlock um, or an armbar, sorry. Um, and so I don't know. It just I don't know if the story, given the venue, uh, was really the right choice. Um, if you got an empty arena situation and you're giving it a half hour and you want this to feel like a fight, it's got to get violent. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, I, yeah. I never felt like this went above standard pro wrestling violence, you know. Well, on the outside, it did a little bit. There were some barrier spots here and there. The uh, the finish, uh, you know, the low, I thought there should have been more low blows and, and chair shots throughout, exactly. Exactly. What, what do I always say about no DQ matches? It First should thing be you should go for is front area, it should be a race to see who can kick. The other guy in the dick first. Yep. That's, That's what, what it should, it be. should Agreed. be. Agreed. And uh, to go as long as they did. You're, you're fighting to lose, apparently, if you don't go for the front area first thing. Yeah. Uh, to go as long as they did without introducing the, the dick zone. Uh, no, Hager uh, need. Oh, okay. I understand what you mean. Sorry. They went a really long time. Yeah. Before, <laughs> before they did. Because um, they did eventually go there for the finish. Um, yeah. But uh, but I don't know. I think that you know they 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 put a lot into it. I just yeah. I kind of feel like it was probably ten minutes too long and yeah, it's fifteen and, minutes too long and needed a bit more. Like I I hate to say intense, and I'm I don't even want to act like I'm dogging the match, but I'm kind of dogging the match here. Uh, it's just it was it was too long and they didn't do enough. It was too long. It's kind of like the, the Edge Orton match. It was too long and they didn't do enough. 
yeah, it was too long. It did, they didn't do enough, and they spent too much time just doing stuff. Uh, and the story uh, kind of got lost in the mix of them just doing stuff. Um, like, I, I understand the point of they tried to give it a huge fight feel, having it in the larger venue, having a Daly's Place versus the, the, the wrestling school in Georgia. I, I appreciate that. Even without any fans there, the scope of the venue is larger. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I understand having JR do the call on it by himself with the idea of, of him giving it the big fight feel. Mm-hmm. But it was such a jarring juxtaposition to have to deal with an obvious change of venue, an obvious change of announcing, obvious change of who was in the venue, you know, because we just got off a match prior where, uh, uh, or a whole show prior where there's obviously people ringside uh, interacting with the talent and then take all that out of there and trans- us, transport us to this other venue in a completely different environment. It was just a huge juxtaposition. It was odd. I didn't, you know, I, that that didn't take me out of. I, I understand what you're saying. That didn't take me personally out of it too much. If they had, if they had shifted venues and had the match, I mean, we all know what's going on. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. If they had this at a at a at the at Cody's gym or QT Marshall's gym, and Sean Spears is out there gambling on it, mm-hmm. it would have made it a lot more entertaining. No, at least I, for that, I agree. That, and, that and, spell, and, you know. And here's the point I was about to make. I actually, given that we are where we are. I really enjoy AEW setup right now. I I actually really enjoy all you know the people that you have there. Be it uh, you know uh, uh, Billy Gunn and his kid, uh, mm-hmm. you know Pineapple Pete, all the students that are there today. Uh, Sheeta was in the audience for Britt Baker's match. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those people who are out there, plus you have Jericho and Shivani on commentary who are mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy that setup. I think it's actually very entertaining, and I'm fine with that for for a spell. You know, like I'm okay, cool. We don't have crowds. They're doing it has like a Fight Club feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and it just feels a lot less stale than WWE's current empty arena product. Yes. So, uh, so that's, you know, yeah, it would have been more entertaining had they put it there. Now, you know, retrospect is, or hindsight's everything, because maybe they understood this after all was said and done, but this match was done filmed, and yeah. uh, Mox has probably been sitting at home, uh, you know, all this time. Shoot, shooting promos to hype the match that was done two or three weeks ago in Jacksonville. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other, the, I mean, you know, beyond that, the rest of the episode, I was actually fairly entertained. Yeah. Um, I thought it was actually a pretty solid episode. Uh, yeah, there was really nothing to... Uh, there, there were actually some pretty, there some pretty entertaining things going on. Again, AEW benefits from how they treat their characters all interacting. We saw that today with the uh, Kip Sabian match. Uh, mm-hmm. Who did mm-hmm. he fight? He fought a... Did he fight a jobber? No. Did he Chuck. fight... Pineapple Peach? Chucky Ooh. T. Oh, Chucky yeah. T. Yeah, Chucky T. Um, it was uh, Sammy that took on uh, Shug. Right. When, uh, uh, but during the, the Chuck Taylor match, when uh, uh, Jimmy Havoc gets involved, mm-hmm. you know, I all and Jericho's telling the story, oh, he lives with these guys. I love all that stuff and yeah, all their yeah. characters knowing each other. It is, it's like a, it feels like a roster that all knows each other and have various forms of relationships, mm-hmm. uh, be it more intimate or not. Um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the rest of the episode. I thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It just yeah, the main event was was just too long. Too yeah. long. I kind of realized like about ten minutes in, I was like, okay, if I go to the kitchen right now, I'm not gonna miss anything. 
oh yeah once they start start the main event at half hour i was like all right i know how hager wrestles <laughs> i know how mox wrestles hager's yeah. not going to do the crazy stuff that mox want to do yeah this is going to feel like an eternity <laughs> And sure enough, <laughs> it felt like an eternity. Uh, you know, it didn't though. Jake Roberts promo that kicked off oh, the whole man. thing. I love these. I He's love so these. Good. It's like the TNT Gosh. tournament was the title was made for us. Because <laughs> TNT would love Archer. His champ because he commands attention. He walks into a party. Everybody looks at him. <laughs> That's probably true. This. He's a big dude. He's, He's a six, good seven with it. He's a good looking dude too. Mm-hmm. And he says. Uh, he compares the TNT title to a bone. Uh-huh. And he says, does anyone want to try to take this bone away from this dog? Nobody wants to take bone away from a dog. Fuck. Yeah. What if that dog's name is Caesar? Uh, everyone, he says, every win gets them closer to what they want. Match with Cody. And then uh, he puts over Colton, says, been following for years. Uh, says he didn't have enough. He doesn't have the ingredients. Mm-hmm. He calls Lance Archer a friggin' animal. <laughs> says, you better listen to me or you're going to regret it. Uh, these are so good. These are so good. Jake is, he's so good. Gravitas. He has. Oh my God. He's a movie villain, man. It's great. I've not been following Colt for years. <laughs> I listen to Art of Wrestling every week. I know. I, I was sad when he decided to cancel it. I listened to CM Punk episode three times <laughs> on Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, after that, we have uh, Chris Jericho and Tony Schiavone. Uh, on commentary, <laughs> introducing the show. Yeah, um, and then we get a Colt Cabana video package where he uh, uh, he he testifies to his own bona fides you as know, a wrestler because yeah. he likes to say, "I'm a wrestler too." I'm a wrestler too. Um, yeah, the thing about Jericho and Skiavone, so they did all these tapings, and I, I can almost guarantee they did commentary all in one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, if Jericho knew how much of a hit they were week one. And was able to follow it up and actually do commentary week two, you know? On a live setting, yeah. He would have added so much more to it. to You know, just rubbing the stink. Oh, my God, I'm the biggest thing, you know. But yeah. I, I yeah. absolutely adore them together. I think great. And Cody, meanwhile, is at home live tweeting his reactions to Jericho. Oh, that's great. And it's hilarious. It's all great stuff. You check out Cody's Twitter account. It's, it's great during this stuff. That's pretty great. Uh, the first match of the night, uh, Colt Cabana. Versus Lance Archer. Colt comes out first. He's a Lance animal. second. Yeah, man. He just decks some dude ringside. It's great. I can't get enough of that. <laughs> Everybody sells it like they got like mm-hmm. hit by a car, too. It's amazing. He gets in the ring. He immediately drops Colt with a huge forearm. Bell ring. Uh, Colt gets up. He hits for him. They start trading some forearms. Uh, and then there's the, a bit of cat and mouse from Colt where, he, you know, he'll, he'll do something, you know, uh, stick and move, that type of stuff. Gets in some offense. Goes for like a back elbow in the corner. Archer catches him, hits him with a full Nelson bomb. Uh, and then just a bunch of... Uh, essentially, it was like uh, Colt was trying to use his wits mm-hmm. to gain the advantage of Lance. And Lance would generally just laugh it off and destroy him. Um, although at one point, Archer does miss a frog splash. Colt gets some offense in, lands some punches. As I said, Lance just laughs, laughs it off. Uh, Colt hits an elbow. Uh, Archer responds with a huge pounce. Falls with a massive choke slam, oh, yeah. and then he finally gets gets the win after blackout. Yeah, this is um, it, this wasn't a super short match, but uh, uh, I mean it was probably like what seven minutes, maybe eight minutes. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, roughly. Uh, Lance Archer barely broke a sweat, but they did let Colt get some offense in. Like he tried yeah. his thing against yeah. Archer. I thought 
if I'm being picky, maybe a little too much. Like, this is Cole Cabana, one of the most beloved wrestlers in the non-WWE world. Uh, and he's all jokey-jokey and stuff. I feel like this may this maybe should have been a bit more like a, a Apollo Creed versus a, 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 what's a, a Drago. You know yeah. how like he was all joking around and stuff, and then Drago literally kills him. Well, that's the thing about the video package that precedes the matches. Cole's like, my, I, I'm, I'm as accomplished as Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. I've, mm-hmm. I've been to, I've been wrestling around the world. Yeah. I'm serious wrestler too. You yeah. know that was kind of the whole point of the video package. It's like, yeah, I can be the ha ha Cole Cabana, um, but I'm a serious competitor as well. I wanted more disturbing violence. Boy, when I was a kid, that was honestly it was that and the and RoboCop when they shot up Murphy. I saw both of those when yeah. I was like eight. Actually, yeah. even before that, it was Empire Strikes Back on the Cloud City when uh, Lando's taking Han and Leia and Chewie somewhere. The door opens and Darth Vader's there, and Han shoots Darth Vader, and the and the lasers bounce off his hand. It wasn't as graphic or as deadly as other instances, but that was some scary stuff. It was scary. It was so scary. I remember that. I remember that. That's like a core memory, man. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I think we went to go see it when I was, like, five because they had, like, a triple feature. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that freaked me out. That is a core memory. Uh, after that, we had uh, Britt Baker dropping a promo from her office. This is great. This is fantastic. Is she great. had, like, a, a giant pad of paper, role model rules, rule one, fight fair. Uh, claimed she did not fight fair by kicking her in the face and breaking her nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she says, what I do? I kept fighting because mm-hmm. that's what role models do. And I'm the face of the women's division. And yeah. then she puts the rubber glove on, and then she has a syringe or something. Yeah. Ooh. That was good stuff. I wish she would have dropped one Tony reference because I am I absolutely infatuated with the relationship between Britt Baker. Did you see any of the Being the Elite stuff? Where, mm-hmm. uh, no, maybe it was Road 2. Maybe it was Road 2 or Being the Elite. I don't know what it was. But they had like a Zoom call in with a bunch of people from the company, and Britt was one of them. And she, she was saying, um, I want to, uh, I want to, uh, I want my entrance to be on somebody's shoulders, preferably Tony. And Cody said, you want to ride Tony? And, <laughs> and then Tony says, uh, she said on my shoulders. Got it. Britt rides Tony in. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Tony gets he gets so flustered. Oh, it's so it's so damn good. It's so damn uh, good. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> got it. Britt rides Tony. That's <laughs> great. Um, so they had throughout this episode, they had a bunch of people uh from the MMA world, the pro wrestling world making their picks in the main event. First, uh Ariel Hilwani, uh who's done stuff for WWE. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, Wait, when, did, uh, when was he in the when, when did he do something? I saw a picture. I, he, he's written some uh, articles about WWE okay. stuff for ESPN, but then on Twitter, there was a picture of him with a set of Raw um, <laughs> okay. backstage. That's not surprising. Yeah, okay. Um, and so he's hyping up the main event. He says, Hager's going to win. Next, we get Taz. He picks Mox. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, Britt Baker versus Cassandra Gold. You know what Cassandra Gold wrestled like? Somebody didn't pick up their controller and the other person did because they were just standing there. And then immediately Britt Baker hits a super kick and Cassandra Gold doesn't eat like she just eats it. 
Yeah, well, she gets kicked in the shin first. It was sweet shin music. Oh, I thought it was just a super, super kick. kick. I thought nah, it was she kicked her in the kick. shin first. Oh, maybe I blinked. Okay. And then she you know, she goes towards a rope, and Britt's sitting on the apron and pre-in for the camera and talks some trash. And then she puts uh, Cassandra's mouth around the bottom rope and stomps on it. And Jericho's sitting there while while Britt Baker's right here, and, and Cassandra's like holding her mouth. He's like, why doesn't Cassandra just backhand her right now on the nose? Just do it. And I'm sitting there like... Is her controller missing right now? What's going yeah, on? No. Why isn't she doing anything? I know. <laughs> so yeah, she uh yeah, she stomps her and then and pins her for the win with the whole yeah. So and it, you know, she goes there because Sheeta's watching and you know, she goes over yeah. there and talks some crap to, to Sheeta. Yeah. It's good uh, stuff. Uh comedian Ron Funches yes. uh, is on uh, uh not Skype, but it's a video thing. Yeah, iPhone saying, video probably. I'm picking uh John Moxley. Uh, Mike Goldberg, who is uh, the voice of Bellator, yeah, of course. I missed that he was uh, he was in the UFC before. What was what? I why know. is he now in Bellator? I don't know. More money there? Who's doing? Who, probably not. Who's doing play by play for UFC now? I know it's Joe Rogan, but who's doing play by play? I don't remember. I don't watch enough UFC, so I don't know. Uh, NWO Goldberg, I guess. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. After that, we had the cheesiest shit yeah, it was pretty cheesy. Uh, I like when they do this stuff. I like it's funny because I liked Hager the best in this. I know Hager was actually really funny. He's sitting um, poolside with his kids and tell them earmuffs because <laughs> so, it's going to curse. So it was the Bubbly Bunch, and it was uh, a like a series of uh, video calls 
within the inner circle, and they're all talking to each other. But one leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. And it's obviously a, a, something they tried, they did to advance the blood and gut story, where they don't have to be the same place to shoot anything. Everybody's shooting this at their respective homes by right. themselves. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. And I like how when Jericho talks about. Uh, blood and guts. He always says, "Blood and guts." Whenever that happens, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Santana's on the phone. He's talking to Ortiz, uh, talking crap about the young bucks. Sammy uh, is accusing. Well, then it cuts to Ortiz, and Ortiz is, is responding to it, but it's not cutting back and forth. It's like a shot of Santana. Shot, shot of, of Santana. He's talking to Ortiz. Ortiz is talking to Sammy Guevara, and yeah. so on. So then it cuts to Sammy after Ortiz talks to him and. Uh, he talks about uh, Matt Hardy calling him a fake Latino. Uh, he talks about oh, every. The first thing Sammy does, he's like lifting weights. Yeah. And he's done and he throws the dumbbell. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's accusing everybody of stealing his style. He talks about beating up Matt Hardy. Uh, Jake Hager's at poolside. He says he's going to beat up Kenny. And he says, earmuff kids, earmuffs kids. And they and he has two kids are sitting on the other chair and they both cover their ears. And he says, but I'm going to beat the shit out of Mox. And then Jericho's in his kitchen just cooking an egg. Yeah. And, then <laughs> and he's got like some juice. orange juice. Yeah. yeah. Apparently that was a shout out to Ozzy and Decline of Western Civilization Part 2 where Ozzy's pouring some orange juice at his breakfast table and is getting all over the place. <laughs> a couple people pointed that out to him. He's like, yeah, that's what it's from. Oh, that's funny. I haven't seen that in forever. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. I, God, Jericho's so funny. Yeah, um, he is. Yeah, so he calls out Paige for being absent, and he says the inner circle is going to kick the shit out of the elite of blood and guts whenever that happens. Whenever that happens. <laughs> uh, after that, we had Pineapple Pete versus Sammy Guevara. Shug D, who at one point Jericho called Shug Knight. <laughs> it's funny because now this kid, he has to like adopt the Pineapple Pete thing. Like mm-hmm. even on his own Twitter, I came across it, and he's like, he was... He said, yeah, I'm going to have my match against Sammy Guevara. I'm really nervous and everything, but Pineapple Pete has to come through. Yeah, he's embracing it. That's what he you is, do. And that's a smart thing to do. That's really smart. And then at one point, uh, Tony completely mispronounced his name. Uh, Sug or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Tony seems like he's having a lot of fun with Jericho, too. Yeah. Like he, yeah. I feel like Tony is... is Tony comes off as somebody who's completely pressure free, and that's what you really want, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, He's just mm-hmm. going along with it, and everybody's having fun. Exactly. Um, so this wasn't much of a match. It was a, pretty much an extended squash match. Uh, Shug D got in a bit. He had a break dancing bit where he kind of did the wave with Sammy, mm-hmm. and then hit him. But then uh, Sammy hits him with a jumping knee, and he was in control for the rest of the match. Uh, wins after the torture knee. I guess that's what his, his version of Feast Your Eyes is called. After the match, he grabs a mic, uh, calls Suge D light work, mm-hmm. uh, says he can go to the round. He's going to spoil what's going to happen in the first round. The TNT tourney says he's going to beat the shit out of Darby. He starts beating up Suge D some more. Darby runs out to make the save. And I believe mm-hmm. that match is next week. Yeah, that's going to be a good one, man. I love this. I love this rivalry they got going with Darby and, and Sammy because it's not like like they just keep on coming back around to it, you know? I love it. Yep, uh, yep. Big John McCarthy is on a video. I don't he, know who that is. He picks uh, Hager. You know? Oh, you remember Big John, the referee the ref? from the UFC? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Now, I do know who it is. Yeah. Once you said that, I was like, oh, okay. Now I know who you talk about. Uh, next, Sleepy Excalibur. Uh, <laughs> he speaks in such hushed tones, but he's not he, a commentary. He's got roommates, man. He's got roommates. Maybe. He probably still lives in L.A. The dude has roommates. It could be. Could be. 
I'm, uh, it, dude, even if, if AEW's paying him 75 a year, he's going to have yeah. roommates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't want to wake up Super Dragon, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, next, we got uh, Kip Sabian taking on Chuck. Uh, the dynamic between Kip and Penelope Ford is great. So oh, it is. Together. It's terrific. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Jericho is having a lot of fun in this match, uh, especially uh, watching all of Penelope Ford's hijinks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He, was really <laughs> he, he started chuckling because he was like, oh, there's Penelope Ford showing off her feminine wiles or wares. Yeah. Wares. wares. Yeah. And then uh, and Shivani, when Orange Cassidy does the same thing, he says, oh, look at him showing off his masculine wares. <laughs> And Jericho started cracking up. Oh, man. They're, they look like they're just having so much fun together. Exactly. Exactly. So that was towards the finish. Uh, so Cassie is up there. He takes his jacket off, kind of like how Penelope did. Uh, Jimmy Havoc jumps the barricade, pulls Cassie off the apron, hits him with the uh, cradle DDT. Uh, that allows Penelope forward to go hit a, a, a fantastic-looking hurricane run off the top rope on Chuck. Mm-hmm. Kip falls with a deep roll-up to get the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun back and forth match. Yeah, no, it was uh, good. At one point, uh, uh, Chuck, he, uh, he, I think he gave like a like a suplex on the apron or something, and yeah. then he just leaves the match and starts talking to the camera. Somebody said, somebody said they thought that he said shit, but they bleeped it, which is hilarious if true because he, he on Twitter he, all he wants to do is thing. say shit. That's the thing. They let they let everybody say else it. can. Yeah, I hope I that's hope they, the case. They, I hope so too, because that'd just be funny. Um, after that, we had Dan Soder. I don't know who that is. So Somebody. he he said that he's on a TV show and he's on a Serious XM show. Yeah, I, the the face looked kind of familiar, but I didn't recognize the name. Yeah. Uh, he picks Moxley. Next, we have uh, Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. Uh, they both pick Hager, and they're like, "This is Ortiz." My Matt Chat question is: <laughs> Jake Hager is going to win today. Hi, this is Sammy Guevara. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Spanish God here for another Matt Chat question. Uh, after that, we had Justin Law. Man. He's there to check that guy's ID because no way he's... <laughs> I was dying. Not only did he look 15, his chest was already busted up. Did he just have a dark match or like an AEW dark match or something? Maybe. He had somebody's handprint all over his chest. It was all over. Yeah. That was hilarious. And even yeah. Sean Spears was cracking up when he all he he was standing there recording. He just started looking him up and down, laughing at him. Well, he did a snapmare in the in this Justin Law kid, like super oversold it. Mm-hmm. Where he got air on a snapmare, and that seemed like it made Sean Spears laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pretty funny because he gets in the I think it's called the referee's position where you're on all fours in a wrestling match. At least yeah. back when I was a junior high, is what they called it. Yeah. And he's like, All right, kid, I'll give you a fighting chance. Gets down there and this and this Justin Law guy rolls him up. He tells Aubrey. When I say it's ready to go, then we can go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he gets on all fours, and Justin Log comes and rolls him up, and he barely kicks out. Yeah. And he gets an Aubrey's face. He's like, I told you, you know, when I said so, Anita unleashes this flurry of offense on Law, follows with a C4 for the win. Yeah. Yeah. Then you take his shirt off. And I like how Jericho pointed that out. He's like, he's not taking this guy seriously. Do you take his shirt off? <laughs> what is this, a house show match? Oh, man. Uh, so how much of this main event do you actually want to go through? We don't have to go through a lot. I mean, I feel like none of it really matters. Just what was the finish of the match? Well, here, let's, let's say what's going to be on the show next week. They announced oh, some stuff. Oh. 
Sammy versus Darby. That'll be really good. Yep. Uh, that's a TNT uh, title tournament match, as is Kip versus Dustin. That mm-hmm. should be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we're going to get Jimmy Havoc versus Orange Cassidy. They set that up. That'd be Brody Lee's going to be on the show, and they said Kenny Omega would be in action. Cool. Right on. So I hope he gives us another show. DDT match. I know. That's all I want to see from Kenny right now is just silly stuff. Comedy matches. Exactly. That's all I want to see. Just comedy matches. Just comedy matches. So. We all need comedy right now, man. Exactly. This Hager mocks thing, you know, it was really long. Not a whole lot of drama. Yeah. They fought to the crowd. There's a figure four spot through a a piece of stair railing. Uh, Mox got backdropped on concrete. Chair came into play, but it didn't really feel like it was terribly vicious. And something that was being billed as like this really intense fight. I mean, they these two guys put in the work to make it seem like they were trying to beat each other up. Yeah. I didn't feel the impact of that violence as as anything beyond typical pro wrestling action. Yeah, right. And if you're billing this as a huge fight, especially one guy who's undefeated MMA, yeah. I, I feel like I should feel the, the, the a measure of brutality from their interaction. I just didn't get that. Yeah. No, I don't I don't disagree with any of that, dude. It was too, way too long. Pace was slow. Uh it was all right, but you know, as as a main event to a show, kind of lacking. So in the end, uh let's see here. Where's the low blow? Uh that was the running knee in the front area. That's when uh so towards the end. So Hager takes a Chair hits it in Mox's ankle, mm-hmm. puts in the ankle lock. Mox escapes that, sends him out of the ring. Uh, Mox gets back in, and, and then, uh, I'm sorry, Hager gets back in. Mox just hits him with a paradigm shift right away. And then as he's on his way down, making an impact, he locks in like a guillotine. Mm-hmm. Hager just powers up out of that. They're trading some blows. Uh, Hager runs off the rope, knees Mox in the front area. Moss kind of just doesn't really sell it. I mean, he's on the ground writhing in pain for a bit, but then he gets up and throws a chair in Hager's face, puts mm-hmm. the chair down, hits paradigm shift for the win. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like a minute ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was frothing at the mouth afterwards, talking about a. Uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, he got me in the balls. He got me." Yeah, in that the was balls. actually kind of funny. That was funny because like, he was like, "Well, what are you gonna do if my dick's not there?" Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty funny. funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, let's he see. was he was cussing up a storm in this match too because there was a lot of bleeped out language in this. Mm-hmm, match. Yeah, again they bleeped out goddamn. That makes me sad. It's such a great it's such a great curse word. Yeah, but yeah, we get weird about God. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Red Enigma. He says I got to ask this, and perhaps I'm mistaken, but is a rope break supposed to apply in a no holds barred match? Yeah, I know it shouldn't because there's no disqualification. Yeah, that's my understanding. If no holds barred, you can't be DQ'd for anything. Joe Juarez says, I'm going to go buy me some Pineapple Pete merch. There you go. Uh, we do have, by the way, we do have, I'll, I'll do the Twitch stuff if you want to do the, I have a question thread up on Patreon. All right, fair enough. Uh, Diehard Homer, my other problem with the main event tonight was when JR stopped talking, how quiet it was. Play music or have two people comment, comment uh, commentate to keep it going. I don't know about music, but uh, commentating would be good. The, uh, how about JR's line about how... Uh, Moxley is a survivor. He had staph infection that he beat. Uh, could Hager be stronger than a staph infection? <laughs> that is good. <laughs> uh, German man 626. Lots of Matt Chat questions on Dynamite tonight. Yep. Uh, oh, dang MQ says uh, the UFC team is John Anik. Anik? 
uh, Joe Rogan still, and either Cormier or Bisping. Oh, Cormier is great. Yeah, Cormier is really good. I like Cormier a lot. Uh, Joe Juarez, do you think AEW will continue to pre-tape their shows a month at a time? Double or nothing will apparently be live. If Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. You do double or nothing on that Saturday. Sunday and Monday, you shoot. Or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you shoot TV for a month. You let everybody go home. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you do it. Uh, Owen LFC, once wrestling gets back to normal, who do you think benefits the most from being released in WWE? Hmm. I mean, Rusev was number one. He was like trending number one on Twitter today. People love Rusev. People really love Rusev. We're going to have to get used to his name. Uh, Milo? Uh, yeah. Or Miro. Is it Miroslav? Miro? Milo. Milo? Miro. Anyways. Miro. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say EC3, man. I'm going to say EC3. I mean, Rusev, yeah, is, is a good answer. But I think a lot of people just now they just think EC3 is the guy who's like not seen anywhere. Once he gets back yeah. into it, he's going to be so anxious to like get back into things. I can't wait. I really hope AEW snaps him up. I really hope that's the case. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, I don't Sarah really Queen, want him to go back to Impact. They put on an awesome show this week in that Moxley Hager match. Holy shit! Uh, who do you think will challenge next? Uh, who's going to be who's who's going to be taking on Mox at Double or Nothing? Double or Nothing? Are they going to do Blood and Guts there? Ideally, yeah, yeah, ideally. So who does that leave for Mox then? Because the Elite, yeah, Mox Inner Circle, in. all in that match. It's too early for a guy like uh, Archer. He's going to have that tie, the TNT mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Darby? They've Maybe. had a match before. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was a good match before. Um, I guess I should look at the power rankings. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I don't know. Is there any? I mean, there, there's nothing here. precluding AEW from picking up oh, any of these guys from now. WWE, right? Why does this thing have like a blur on it? Something has a blur on it. Your video uh, froze just. All right, see if I can, I can figure out. <laughs> oh, there we go. Finally. Yeah, Darby is the. He's fifth on the list, and he's the only non-elite, non-inner circle member to be on here. It doesn't. Uh... Oh no! Never mind. I was going to say Jericho has a rematch, but he's going to be in blood and guts. Yeah. Maybe they'll wait and do blood and guts in front of a crowd. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. 
uh, Adrian C. Is NXT now the more must-watch show on Wednesday nights if the majority of Dynamite is going to be their main rosters versus local enhancement talent? I think most of them would prefer to watch NXT where established stars we know. It, it all depends on who's bringing the creative. Um, and I, I have not watched NXT yet. From some of the stuff I saw on Twitter, it looks pretty interesting. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. There's some neat mm-hmm. stuff going on, so I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, I think it's just whatever you prefer. Like, yep. I think AEW so far, like this round of tapings, they have they have a pretty entertaining empty arena because it's not really empty, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they're doing some really fun things with their characters. Um, and if NXT were to start doing some stuff that's really entertaining with their characters. Then you know it'll I'll, I'll, it'll be once again, man. I'm you know I'm having a good time on Wednesday nights. NXT just from my you know from my point of view has been a bit on the boring side lately. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Joshua Kavanaugh with WB essentially cleaning house a majority of their contracts. There's still a lot of people under contract. Uh, how do you see WB rebuilding their roster once they start up live televised events with crowds? Who will come back if offered a contract? And who's relieved to be out of WB? They will still have a massive contract. Rusev is relieved to be out of WWE, I feel like. Rusev and I would think the Canellises. EC3, he's probably relieved. He's got to be relieved. What a nightmare. What an absolute nightmare. He, that's going to be the talk of Jericho I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Because what's his side of the story? What the hell did he do? I know. Man. Uh, dang MQ. So with Florida wrestling being so with pro wrestling being an essential service in Florida, uh, do we expect AEW to shoot double or nothing in the shows after that in Florida? You know, man, <clears throat> double or nothing for sure. That the the size of the venue that they have, the whatever that gym is or whatever they got going on right now, is so perfect. If they can continue to shoot there, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't know. If that'd they be can. so great. Don't know if they can. Uh, Thayer Thabata is Britt Baker's gimmick basically what Bailey was going for with her heel character. And if yes, then what did Britt Baker do to make it work? And what did Bailey do? What did Bailey do that made it not work? Britt Baker doesn't. Britt Baker's character doesn't believe she's a bad guy. Bailey is one of the the, the flaw in any heel is when the heel thinks they're a bad guy. Nobody there was that stretch. There was that stretch when Bailey was doing heelish stuff but didn't think she was necessarily a bad guy. And, and that was good. That's when it worked the best. That's when it worked the best. Also, Britt isn't like sulky, which is kind of what Bailey's character is now. It's weird. Bailey is sulky when she comes out, but when she does the promo, she's all snark. I don't get it. Why is it yeah, so no. different? But it's not like a uh, aloof snark either. It's engaged snark. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. you, I think mm-hmm. you can be, I think you can be sulky and then do the, you mm-hmm. know, the kind of aloof snark, but She's definitely not aloof. Uh, German six German man says this should have been a lion's den match. There you go. There you go. Uh, or uh, what was the? Oh, that was the the Shamrock one or a, a, a heart dungeon match. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Dunnigan, with all that happened today and after the revivals releases earlier, when do you expect AEW to start going after talent? Would twenty twenty one be the best bet when they could possibly begin to have crowds again? Where they trust in their writing a direction with how they brought in Brody Lee and Matt Hardy. I'd be really surprised if they brought in anybody anytime soon. What, AEW? Yeah. I would actually not be shocked if at double or nothing. I would not be shocked if well, okay, hold on. They have a night like so the uh the Revival do not have a night do not have a uh, uh, uh oh sorry. 
ahead, so the revival, you're right, do not have, uh, but the uh, main roster mutual releases, mm-hmm. I think part of the reason why they got paid out so decently is because they had a 90, they have a 90 day no compete. So yeah. that takes you through till what, July 15th, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, I'd say revival is a strong possibility. Um, I think, I think revival at double or nothing for sure. I think, dude, I really think that AEW is getting a hand. They're getting a real good handle. How much footage is shot outside of that venue? And it's still entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they could totally bring in the revival at double or nothing. Yeah. I think that's entirely possible. And then in the, you know, late summer, who knows, who knows? Yeah. I think we're going to see, you know, at least we'll see Rusev. And uh, what's his face, Zack Ryder? Yeah, whoa, whoa, I think those would be good, good, good signings. Mm-hmm. Um, Doc Henslow, the women's division is uninteresting at AEW. Book it, uh, book it so it is appealing. I think Britt's doing great work. I like Sheeta a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Nyla Rose. I, I mean, granted, I guess maybe it's because of what's going on, uh, she has has been in the the, the you know they had kind of have a team that they're having at these tapings. Well, anybody that has to fly like cross country, they're just saying stay home. Um, I think right before this happened, the women's division was really starting to pick up from the from the mm-hmm. Nyla Rose win until they had to shut stuff down. Mm-hmm. I thought the women's division was doing pretty good. I think Britt Baker's yeah. doing really good work right now. Um, I do like Sheeta. I think maybe they can get like a secondary story with somebody else. Uh, yeah, I you know, I don't know who. But uh, but yeah, I thought it was picking up steam before all this happened and sort of got torpedoed. I felt like st- when they brought in Statlander, she kind of injected some life. At, excuse me, into things too. Yeah, I also kind of wonder how much you can do with Statlander, though. Like she's yeah, a really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. They need to figure out something to do with the alien thing, though. Yeah, no. Uh, the glorious Steve Klein. Hey, friendos, which new signee to AEW would be the most unexpected? So all the people that were released, I guess. Who would be the most unexpected? That Greek god guy. Oh, Alexander? <laughs> yeah. Bring that guy in. I don't know. Um, Who would be the most unexpected? Shit, I don't know. They're all like... I mean, is there some, is there any of those like releases that like... I don't know. I don't know how close or how good friends like the Canellises are with AEW people. I don't know. I don't know. Cause you, you, I could see... Rusev, Zack Ryder, Anderson Gallows, um, maybe the Canellises, EC3. Is there anybody else former? Oh, Cody, yeah. Yeah, shit. Never mind, yeah. The entire what? elite. They're all former Bullet Club. <laughs> I was um, thinking to myself, who the hell in the AEW Bullet Club? And maybe Leo Rush. Like those, The talent level of, of that group is really high. They'll give Leo Rush an opportunity. Yeah, they'll give him an opportunity. But if he if he tries any of that shit that he was alleged to have been doing in a in in NXT or WWE, that ain't gonna fly. Mm-hmm. That ain't gonna fly. But by all accounts, they've got a really terrific locker room. Yep. And I don't think they didn't want anybody coming in trying to big league anybody. Nope. But I don't know if Sarah Logan. What, what you know? Her husband still works for WWE. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, dude, I, you would think, you, you would think these people are professional wrestlers. They want to professional, re, professionally wrestle. Exactly. What else exactly. is she going to do? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, some of us might want to just, you know, stay at home and do nothing and, and, you know, live off that Ray Row money. 
But yeah. she's young. She probably wants a full career. And she's a hell of a wrestler. Yeah, she's real Crazy good. Mary Dobson. She'll go to yeah. AEW. Yeah. Yeah. She'll she'll relaunch, she'll reboot the uh, Nightmare Collective. Or, uh, you know, uh, the, the women's division of Impact is really good. Yeah. Maybe Eric Young will go back to Impact. There you go. Yeah, that, that's 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 a that's well. Wait a second. He's a producer. He's just furloughed. He's on the list of releases here. Oh, really? From W.com. Kurt Angle and Eric Young are, are listed as oh. terms on the release. Oh wow. Hmm. That's a bummer. And who knows how yeah. long those those furloughs are probably going to be forever. Yeah, I know. I know. Any other questions? Uh, no, that's it, pretty much. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Uh, as I was scrolling up, uh, Skyotonic, where do you see Eric Rowan going? I don't know. It's, I mean, uh, it's Corbin B says in a reply to a tweet, Natalia says that Audrey Good, those released today, will likely come back after the virus settles down. Who said um, that? Natalia. Natalia. I don't know about that. The, I mean, the, the, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you look at the, okay. So the people that were released that didn't want to be there in the first place, Rusev, EC3, the Canalysis, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not coming back. Uh, Zach Ryder, AEW, I almost guarantee. Like Cody literally tweeted out a gif of Zach Ryder. Oh, he put a, a huge thing on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's he's gonna be in AEW easily. Yeah, probably. Uh, he's good friends with Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, Leo Rush. I can oh, I can see WWE bringing Leo Rush back. Um. Yeah. Oh, uh, Boss Bradley says Rowan to NWA. Perfect. Drake Maverick yeah. should go to AEW with EC3. Yeah. Now. That's a lot of people. I don't know that they're going to want to bring all those people over. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. They, they seem to have their budget that they want to deal with. At the same time, they also, at some point, are going to have a second TV show. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I know they've got dark and everything, but if you want to, if you want a, a second show, that's really going to bring in some eyeballs. Here's here's another thing to consider, just based on how they've been doing the tapings though, thus far as. as has been reported where uh, if you don't live somewhere in the southeast or at least east coast, stay home. At least that was the case for this last round of tapings. Obviously, that's going to change for double or nothing because they're going to have all hands on deck for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be more inclined if that's how that that's going to be their approach. Uh, Pay per view stuff, you know, take that aside. For right now, like your odds of being signed might be better. If you live in Florida or Georgia, True. absolutely, yeah. You know, so if you're living in Orlando now, um, you know, it, 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 you might be more, they might be more inclined to sign you as, as opposed to you live out in California or something. All right, so I'll ask this question. Short term, that is short term, like immediately, eventually. You know, if, if there's someone they really like that lives in California, they'll try to sign it eventually. But who's more likely to wait out for New Japan? Or just to eventually land in New Japan as a New Japan wrestler. Does anybody stand out to you? I mean, imagine Leo Rush going there and, and joining their uh, junior division, Jesus man. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine that? 
Yeah. That'd be fun. A lot of people are saying Rusev. I don't know about Rusev in Japan, man. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe that one when I see it. I'd like I'm actually very curious to know like what Rusev could do outside. Oh, that's a great idea. Who said that? <clears throat> Sex Weasel Gamer says, Oh my god, Chad too bad and Tex Ferguson to NWA. That'd be pretty that funny. is a great idea. That'd be pretty funny. That's awesome. Rusev and Bullet Club. Is Bullet Club still a thing? They still do that? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's so I, think so. I shouldn't have said that. I think oh, so. man. I still think. God, what a bummer. No New Japan for like a year. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a long-ass year, man. Jeez. Gonna yeah, be we're going to start covering video games again. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll uh, be, be an Amazon driver then. There you go. They have it pretty sweet, man. All right. Anyways, thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we'll be back with our NXT review uh, later on today. Mm-hmm. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.